thermal sound wave, wave, thermal sound wave, wave. We are here, C-Truth, Kevin Lawrence, Kevin Lawrence, hey. C-Truth. And we got another guest that's uh, on the line waiting right now. And uh, we're going to get right to them. Guests, plural. plural. We have none other than Joaquin, you know what I'm saying, Maceo sure Rosa. Not, you sure it's not jo- Joaquin? Uh, it could be. Could uh, be that too. Right. And we have none other than the legendary Karina joining us on the line right now. Karina Cat. Hello. How are you how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Why are you <laughs> laughing? So I'm a little bit groggy. Why oh, you you're a little bit foggy? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Huh? <laughs> you wanna kick a freestyle? What's going on? Why are you laughing? Uh, oh, God. What, what happened to Joe King? How are you? He fell asleep? Yeah, I did. I don't know what was happening. I was doing some edit stuff, and oh. <laughs> next thing I know, I'm out cold. Joaquin had to take, wake me up. Wow, wow. Well, <laughs> thank you for being on the program. We appreciate hey. it, of course. Miss Karina is joining us right about now. Oh, I appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Oh, well, we, really we both appreciate it. <laughs> oh, thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. You guys had um, my guy Frisco on there. Yeah, um, yeah. absolutely. And Gabby G Force. Yeah, oh, my yeah. Goodness. That's so much that's, love. So that's thank you, thank you for supporting exactly. the artist. That's awesome. You know what? Looking at your picture. You you just remind me of like like you know Bustelo coffee. <laughs> you got that Bustelo glow on you. You know that's that that's that's a frito inside. You know the you know that little jar you put in the freezer, kind of oh like that God. that real like yeah like yeah that's that uh that's that yeah like you you can mess with them little you can mess with them little girls when you can come home over here and yeah shout out to you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of like right? Oh man, you got that. You know, you got that glow. Like after I finish playing handball, I'm gonna come home and, and see and see my wife. Where you know, with the with, in the freezing cold, but the windows open and mad heat's coming out the window. And you, and you smell what? And, and what? What do you smell coming out of the window? So frito, so frito, so frito. Oh my God. <laughs> too funny yeah. that is. <laughs> Thank you, blush, yeah. Exactly. Summertime every day of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like winter time, but the, the the windows is foggy, and then the windows up, and mad heat's coming out. And you, I hate being a landlord for stuff like that. My tenants be like, "Can you turn up the heat?" No. Just just put some put some you know put like three sweaters on. You'll be all right. Turn up the heat, please, sir. Please, no. Oh man! Oh. oh my God! Now, you are too much. For those, <laughs> for those who are unfamiliar with Karina, we are obviously. But for those who are not, let everybody know your come up, and and how you're you're actually an OG in the entertainment business. You're you're not new to this. You paid your dues, and you actually came through with a lot of heavyweights in the game. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Um, we're talking like I don't know. I think I. I officially started like 1985 or something like that, not to date myself or anything. I was five years old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, do. definitely some of the um, the heavyweights. And, and beyond, like, even the freestyle uh, heavyweights of the music, you know, I go back to, like, Heavy D was one of my guys. Um, and, 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 I mean, I, it, it was when the music came from... You know, uh, what is it, Africa, Bombada, and all that. We we go back to when the music had to be taken to the streets so that people could listen. And from that, you know, freestyle music was born. All the little, like, Latino DJs. And, 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 you know, it was all the brothers and the sisters from the South Bronx and Harlem 
blacks and Latinos just like, you know, having a good time, having a party. And when the entertainment industry wouldn't listen, we just, we were like, all right, we're going to make this thing our own and we're going to get our, you know, have a big old street party and the rest is history. So, yeah, I, I go back to breakdancing days, crazy legs oh, and yeah. Brenda K. Star. Yeah. You go back to that and like when Jelly's first dropped on the scene. Oh, my God. Mama, I need oh a pair of jellies, God. mommy. Give me some jellies. What's jellies? <laughs> you know, them not, sandals. The, 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 not jellies, yellies. 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 I need some yellies. Some yellies. And that's when you had the, the baby here on, on the sideburn, and you know, you, you twist it up and you put that petroleum jelly on it. Like, oh my God, she got baby hair, and she got <laughs> yellies on it. Oh my God. So, fit to with it. Yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. Shout out to all the men that, you know, the old school pops, uncles that had their bike. With the horns on, just a ten-speed bike, and he should ride it with chrome and mad reflectors on it. And, oh you know, my and God, you taking it all the way yeah, back yeah, there? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, right now you got somebody, you know, he's listening to that music, crying right now. Like I remember those days, and you know, listen to Karina, you know, and Yellies. I had a pair of Yellies. <laughs> Karina yeah. and Yellies, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. You know, the J is, is you know, there's a Y, you know, when it comes to you know, and. I, I know I know you and Joaquino are working on films and TV and stuff like that, but we were talking to Frisco when he was up here, and, you know, that story needs to be told with with that whole movement. You know what I mean? And explain what is freestyle. Yeah, yeah. Let, let everybody know what freestyle music is for those who are unfamiliar with it. Well, basically, um, I'm, I'm going to say this. It's... Um, it was at a time where the DJs, first of all, it, at one point it was tweeted as the, uh, I said tweeted and we're going to go way back. So I mean like there was a mention about how freestyle music was, the music for of the illiterate. And later on someone explained it to me as, well, what they meant was that the people that made the music weren't musicians. And I'm like, well... Did they make music? Basically, it was, you know, they put a couple of records together. It was DJs scratching up some records, and then the artists, they were bringing some people to sing. And that's how the music started. Um, and uh, over the years, these DJs started teaching themselves how to play instruments and, you know, blah, 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 computers. Um, it's a music that came, uh, like I initially said, like from the breakdancing days and from uh, record pools and that kind of thing. And it just kept growing, and no one would play us. Kind of like when rap was making, you know, rap, rap was was in the streets and in the house parties and in the block parties, and the and the music industry was like, yeah, whatever, it's a passing phase. <laughs> Surprise, America, you know. So it was like... Um, no one would play us, and so we did the same thing. We just had our parties, and, and eventually this little station uh, started playing our music. The little station became huge overnight. KTU? At the time, it was uh, KTU? Hot 103. Oh, Hot 103, okay. Right. And um, let's just say they got a lot of listeners very quickly, and they became a P2, which at the time I think was something like 500,000 listeners in a very short amount of time. And now they were on the map. And then they became a P1. And the minute they became a P1, they dumped us, went top 40. And pretty much most of the freestyle artists were a rap. And I happened to go mainstream at about that time. So I kind of escaped, you know, um, that crush. You know, the, the fans of the music ask questions like, 
why didn't you guys continue to put out records? And the real question they needed to ask themselves was how every single one of these artists went away at the same time and how not one of them went on to be like, you know, Madonna or George Michael or whoever was like, I was you know, just about, time period. I was now, just about to bring up Madonna because right Madonna took you, you uh, hold, took hold, hold, all hold, of your... Slow, slow, slow down all your, and explain it. Slow down and explain. We're going to cut her off right now. <laughs> see, you go in and explain it. I know what you want to say. Take your time. Go ahead and say it. Madonna took what you and the rest of the whole movement was doing, switched it up a little bit, made really. into it. Well, yeah, I'm being kind, actually. <laughs> made, made into the groove and borderline and all those type of music and whatnot, which is really what Holiday. you guys were doing. And then it went mainstream because it's Madonna doing it. And she also went back and got Nile Rogers from Chic also <laughs> to give her a particular sound as well. And then she took off. Now, Bomb. now, now, see, here's the thing. Not knocking people for, you know, wanting to join into that music. But it was like, we want to use, we don't, they, it seemed like they just didn't want to use you guys because they couldn't use you guys. Right. As much right. as they used Madonna. Because really, they was doing like, you know, George Michael, they was doing, they was with Wham. They was doing Wake Me Up Before I Go-Go. You know what I mean? They was doing hey. stuff like that, that. That was yeah. not that sound at all. Like right. real people from you know the, from the city understood that sound. Like you the Bronx, that. Brooklyn, Spanish Harlem, Ch- Ch- Queens, Chicago, Chicago. Because a lot of people knew that was Orlando. Like big, it was. It's a big Puerto Miami. Region, you know, yeah. uh, right. stronghold in the beginning. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's and still. Cuban. It still is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's, yes. it still is. Don't don't get it twisted. In Puerto Rico. I'm like, how, why are you go from Puerto Rico to Chicago? I don't know. You should just stop in New York. <laughs> you know, your first stop has got to be New York. Well, uh, we, taking it back to the Bustelo yeah, and the steamy yeah. hot. There's, there's reason. <laughs> well, yeah, there was yeah. Certain, certain transportation. We won't mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Another story. Another story. Another story. <laughs> but coming back. And also shout to Latin because the Kings was also started by them and the Cuban man. Yeah, yeah, Also yeah. in Chicago. But, right. you know, really that sound, like, when you would, and I mentioned handball, you know, a lot of people must have been laughing when I said handball courts, but there was, like, that, there was always, that music was always playing on handball courts. You know, That's and, right. And it was like, you hear that, you'll even, and it, it went, it, it even went down to Brazil to, uh, Techno, what was it, Technotronic? What's that, what's that girl's name? See, you know the girl from Brazil that had uh, the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her name? Technotronic, yeah. It was, I think it was Technotronic. The girl from Brazil. I, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember. Not, um, not the... You're talking about Pump Up the Jam? Yeah, no. Pump Up the Jam. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that kind of had that little bit of that sound, you oh, know. Yeah. And they would also have the dancers because there was a lot yeah. of freestyle dancers. <laughs> yes. I remember they right. were on Saturday Night Live for the first time and they had freestyle dancers on it. People were like... Wow. Wow. It's coming really from the streets. And, you know, that sound was so genuine. But it was like, you know what? How can we take this? Yeah, let, let, how we, we, we rob the culture right. and make it ours. Like, can, can right. I borrow that? Can I borrow that real quick? And it was like, no problem. Because, you know, some people are just loving people. We all yeah, we, we, share, we share music like that. That's, that's what, what people of color, that's what we do. But, man, right. the, but you go ahead and have a party with that kind of music on. Oh, it's people it's, like Miss Karina right here start crying and they go bananas and it yeah. was like and everybody's partying from the little kids straight. to the grandmas to to everybody in between everybody's partying. Straight. 
right. You know, I remember when the Billboard uh, charts created a dance uh, chart. And, and, you know, I strongly believe it was to try to keep us off the pop charts. <laughs> I really, I, I think it was just like, you know what, let's just give them their own chart. And what's interesting is that the dance charts, when radio went, when Hot 103 went top 40 and then they became uh, Power 97 and eventually went back to Hot 103, they, um, uh, what was it? Oh, sorry, I'm getting all... <laughs> But you, but you Asian Willow, so right. I know. I'm like, what's happening? I remember that uh, the the big the, the acts like uh, like Madonna and Janet Jackson suddenly went from the pop charts to the dance charts, and again we disappeared. Like now there was no uh, no space for us there either. I mean, and it all happened so quickly. You know, um, the music. One of the things that started happening to the music too is that. You know, the, some of the originals of the freestyle music going back to, like, um, you know, TKA and George Lamont, who used to be Bad of the Heart, uh, Judy Torres, Sweet Sensation, the cover girls, that music. Lisa Lisa. was, like, amazing. Like, when you listen to the original freestyle stuff, um, a lot of those, like, uh, productions were pretty complicated. You know, uh, my first single, Out of Control, Carlos Berrios, who produced it, um, used some sound effects from like uh michael jackson's thriller he happened to be working out of the same studio and because he didn't really know what he was doing the song was like 168 tracks or something insane like that which meant it was it was, like, it was ridiculous to um to mix but at the end of the day it, it was just like this masterpiece of madness you know and then uh, unfortunately, like there was, and you know, maybe this is just my personal opinion, but and not to like uh, try to hurt any of the fans' feelings, but there was a period in time when the music had the most started to have the most trouble, and the industry was trying to turn their backs on us. Um, where you know there was one or two producers that came out, took one track of not you know so great music, and then got twenty artists to sing twenty different songs and. It started to kind of water down the original passion and the original sound and that thing that drove the music and, you know, made those house parties just crazy on fire. And and it didn't help that a lot of the songs were just bad. We went from, like, some incredible, incredible stuff to just, like, a, a good, I don't know, a good, like, <laughs> a good... I don't know how many songs of stuff that I was like, oh, my God, you know, we got to get back to when it was, when everyone was actually saying something in the songs. People were actually writing great songs. The Cover Girls and Sweet Sensation, Sapphire, those people, they have some amazing songs. And there was a lot of stuff that came out that kind of helped them kick us to the curb a little bit, you know. And since then, I don't know, man. These fans have been keeping this music alive now. You go to these, like, stadiums. You know, 20,000, 30,000 people packed house, you know, like, it, it amazes me. It, uh, music that was released like 20 years ago, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, because music is timeless. It has no boundaries, no barriers, nothing like that. Now, we have a we have a call, and we're talking to Karina right now on Thermal Sound Waves. Hello, you're on live. Who's this? Hello? Okay, he's he's he got he got a little scared. You, you hang up on him. Hang up, <laughs> he got a little scared. Got a little scared. So, so you know, let me 
Do you feel that in the so-called R&B pop category now that Jennifer Lopez is a good type of freestyle singer? Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you what. And be honest. Be honest. <laughs> Wait, who, who is that in the background? Jennifer Lopez, God bless her. You know what? Uh, sister has done amazing things. I, I didn't ask you that. No, 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 no. We didn't ask you that. But, but uh, let, let's get to where you want to go. Let's get to it. Come <laughs> on, on now. But, um, S- sprinkle, you, sprinkle you know, free throw. I, I, my own personal feelings is that I think there are times where she's used her people so that, you know, she sells a story, oh, you know, sister, you know, on the six and Jenny from the block. And I'm like, sister girl, no. You know, uh, here's the bottom line. She worked at a dance studio in Manhattan um, when we were preparing for uh, to go on tour during Temptation. And she was the girl that took the appointment for uh, the rehearsal room. And, you know, she was very close to my manager at the time and the choreographer. And um, she was going through some stuff about wanting to... Uh, go out to L.A., and that's how she eventually wound up on In Living Color. Um, what I know about her is that she's a smart girl. She knows how to surround herself by the right people. She definitely um, is one of those people that uh, used, as far as I'm concerned, freestyle um, to her advantage. You know, she got to watch all the original artists, and I think it helped her tremendously you know, um, Mark Anthony came from our our, All right, our hold, on, hold 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 on. <laughs> you said Jennifer Lopez worked at the company and she met your manager and finagled the way to get to California. Yeah, she. All right, she what, thinks, what, what what do you feel uh-huh. she did when you say finagled? Come on, like you said, like, she's very close to your manager. Yeah, like well, like, like how how close was she? All right, I'm, I'm how, gonna how just close? basically say she was friends with these people, and she would go to them and and ask advice of the choreographer and my manager at the time, and you know she just happened to be in the mix, and <laughs> I guess say I was extremely surprised. Uh, I you knew know. she was a dancer, but I was extremely surprised that she was going to be doing music. That's you know what I mean? Because. As far as I knew, she wasn't a singer. She was a, a pretty awesome dancer. So you say she was able to blow? That, that's what Rosie. <laughs> that's what Rosie Perez said in her new book. She said she was always in the mix, quote unquote. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and there's so many people who have like benefited from all this work, but nobody will ever give. You know, I mean, it's a movement, right? Nobody's ever yeah. given it credit. You, you'll never hear her say, "Oh, yeah, you know, uh, I got my inspiration or whatever." you know, from 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 these people, from my people. But it's, you know, and, and, and when she talks about Jenny from the block and she talks about, you know, her people, it's like, come on now. Like, you know, you got to give credit what credit is due. And, and my feeling about her is that she never did that. Now, I I, I always, I, I'm a big Bronx person. I'm a Bronx boy. It's what it is. Somebody's come out of the Bronx, I'm like, hooray, you know. But I remember I was seeing some commercials of, you know, Bronx signs and you know look like happy days in the Bronx when she's walking to some places and I'm like let me drop I'm trying to figure out where in the Bronx is is this type of commercial shot I don't I don't recognize none of these places oh you mean like the new Fiat commercial that has Fiat the green com- the green uh-huh. screen yeah yo, I'm, the, yo, the I'm driving around the yeah, Bronx exactly yeah I'm, I'm driving through Melrose I'm driving through <laughs> I, I, I I listen anything Pelham 
n- n- more than that. Anything, uh, Bronx Park East and up, I know off top back of my hand. You're not gonna. I know everything about it. But I'm going to the South Bronx. I'm going to the Southwest Bronx. I'm going to Tremont. You know, riding around East Tremont. I'm riding, around, I'm riding through Southern Bull. You know, and you might remember Jew Man Store. Yeah, I'm driving by Jew Man Store. <laughs> oh my God, you see yes. what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, where's these places I see in this commercial? I don't recognize these places. Uh, oh, man. She got a lot of, you know, she got criticized for that um, nicely and, and rightfully so. I mean, come on. First of all, on the sticks, Jenny from the block is from Castle Hill. Now, I don't know if you know anything about Castle Hill, but it sure as hell ain't no Hunts Point and Southern Boulevard. <laughs> but, you know, she's selling a story, and people out in, like, you know, the rest of America are like, wow. Now, that explain explain what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Explain, explain what you mean. That's not no Castle is not no Hunts Point or, you know, the expression. <laughs> no, not by any means. No. No, no. I say explain what you mean by that when you say Oh, that. oh, oh. Well, you know. Oh, my goodness. Hunts Point, Southern Boulevard, um, Simpson. That's the South Bronx, man. That's hardcore living. Look, I, I was raised on, on, on government teas and food stamps. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's Hunts Point. When you talk about Castle Hill, you know, little Miss Jenny was probably raised in the house. I was raised in the projects. Like, you know, there's a real big difference between the two things. And not that one is better or worse than the other. The bottom line is that when she's talking about from the block, she's talking about the project. She's talking about the street. She's talking about, you know, the Bronx where, where, where all the, like, I don't know, my God, where all the heat was. But that's not where she's from. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think her, her parents were, like, and you, teachers, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's but, just, like, it, it, it's how she, she uses... The places that we actually come from, and 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 the projects, and the music, and the hip hop dancing, and the break dancing. I mean, come on. And you can hear it in her music too, because when she says stuff like "I'm real," you can even hear like the way she says it is not even authentic. Okay, I'm real, right? You know what? Like my grandma had this saying. She used to say to me, "Nana, you know, a pretty girl doesn't have to tell anybody she's pretty." Right. And exactly. if someone, you know what I'm saying? Yes. If someone is in your house and anyone, if they say to you, hey, you could trust me. I'll never steal from you. The first question you got to ask yourself is, why would anybody ever say that? It's that kind of thing. If she, she's got to be doing music where she talk about how I'm real. And, and, you know, like I said, God bless her. She's accomplished a tremendous amount. And for that, I'm proud. She's a Puerto Rican sister, you know. And, and, and you know, and, and, and she tries to... to I don't know. I don't <laughs> now, hold on, hold I on. I can't even. You know what I mean? I, I'm gonna. I gotta give her some love. Right, right, right. And, and, and we don't. Yeah, we don't want to dwell on this because it's about you right now. Well, so I got, we, I got we don't want to dwell on. I got, this. I got one more thing on that. One more thing on that. <laughs> Hunts Point. There's been documentaries made about Hunts Point, and it was that serious. Oh yeah. It, that it, if you look at the documentary on Hunts Point, it was probably more serious than what they showed you on TV. Serious. Even to the oh 90s, God. even to the early 2000s, that serious. Now, after that, you got Castle Hill, and after Castle Hill is Throg's Neck in the Bronx. Those parts and River Riverdale is probably the most nice off spots. And going by my spot as well, Wakefield. Because anything going towards Westchester gets better. And, you know, right. Castle Hill going to Throg's Neck, Throg's Neck is a lot of money over there. And, you know, maybe she did, maybe she had it, it's great. But, you know, I, I, I just always... Never got to ask people about how they felt about her. Like that goes back in the days, like you, you know. So you know, I, I'm happy because she's the Bronx person that came out did something great. You know, she even got over on Puff. Hilarious. 
you know. She brought right. down a puff when Puff was going through that thing. <laughs> we're, we're, we're Club oh New York. Okay, Bobby, I got to go. I got to go. Do something. <laughs> so, but, you know. He's I, just one of the many. Yeah. Wow. You, know, you know what? I think what she had, and, I, and I'll give her props for this, and I don't know. I, I Props because it worked for her, is that I think that what she had that helped her is that she's a chameleon. I think, first of all, <laughs> she becomes everyone she's with. You know, she she there, there was this one writer who did this uh, uh, all these little split screens where he showed that every time she was seeing whoever the latest guy was, she became that person. When she was seeing Puff, she was doing Puff. When she was seeing wow. uh, I can't even Ralph Fiennes, I think she was doing Ralph Lauren. You know what I'm saying? Like she's <laughs> just a comedian, right. and she becomes what she's got to become to do what she's got to do. And I mean, a girl's definitely doing her work. I'm not gonna take that from her. She she had to bust some butt to get to where she's at. But you wow. know, I got my little opinions about you know when she uses her people and she talks about right. her pride and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, all right, so whatever. Well, you know that that that'll be all part of the story when you put that whole thing together and do the film. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially if you know you use that picture that we put up on, you know, on Facebook. Uh, Facebook yeah, that picture yeah, there. That, I'm not gonna one. lie. Are yeah. you? I'm not. Gonna, I'm sorry if you're seeing somebody right now, but I'm looking at you in the orange shirt, and you know, with the hair up, and oh, 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 yeah, oh. yeah. I'm looking at one place. I'm not gonna lie. The face is nice. I'm looking at one place other than that, mainly, and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I, did. I remember the first time I heard the the Spanish word for that when I'm looking at. It. I was like, "Oh, that's what that means." Okay, but uh, yeah, but it, you are very beautiful. We love your music, and Thank you know, you. yeah, it's great that you know you're in film now with uh, uh, Jaquin, uh, Maceo, right. Rosa. Wait, wait, he, not he's your <laughs> husband, right? Joaquin Maceo Rosa, yes. Rosa, he's your husband. Yes, yes. Oh, man. So I'm talking about oh, his wow. wife. Uh, man, I don't care. He ain't here. What are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Your wife good, dog. Your wife look good, dog. You know what I'm saying? You go ahead and slip nah, up. I, Feel I, compliment. I, I, oh, he's in. Oh, oh. No, 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 Oh, papa, papa. My friend, my friend. Que pasa, my friend. Shout out to anybody that ever travel on Jerome Avenue. You want to get your car fixed? Go to Jerome Avenue. Que pasa, my friend. Now, you know, you know, you guys got the good little Spanish thing with accent, but this brother right here went to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, so, you know. Oh, okay, okay, all right. So, well, yeah, you went to Morehouse, but I went, <laughs> went to, to BMCC. I'm, I'm saying we repping, we repping Harlem, we repping South Bronx, you know what I'm saying? That's what it is, man. So, let everybody know um, what you've been doing as far as on the acting scene and on the film scene and stuff like that, because that's your particular area yeah. of expertise. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, on the acting scene, on the modeling scene, I came out of college and I was modeling for quite a few years, uh, working in there. Acting-wise, the same. Um, you know, done some soap work. Um, more on the producing level, doing some theater and uh, documentary filmmaking. I came out, when I first came out of college, I got my, my feet wet in the business of documentary filmmaking. It was a part of several PBS documentaries. Um, yes. And ironically, you know, when I, Kareem and I met, we were actually doing a play. In, in, in the play, uh, this is about 10 years ago, I was a love interest. And um, 
at the time, I didn't know she was a recording artist. I, I didn't know that she was a singer. Come on, come on, dog. Nah, nah, um, you knew what you time was. You were scoping was. that out. You were scoping that <laughs> out. Scoping I'm that. scoping that out right now on her picture. Yeah, so, yeah, the crack and so, all. I mean, yeah, you knew so what she was. So that, that, that's, what, that's how it went down. So, you know, about a month into the relationship, I'm back at her apartment, and she's showing me videos, and she's editing something together, and I'm watching the Summertime Summertime video, which is my jam, which is absolutely my jam, and I'm looking at it halfway through it, I realized this is her, and I run out the room like, yo, I was tripping. <laughs> I was tripping. Hold, hold on, hold, 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 hold on, hold, hold on. Hey, 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 Curry, come on, keep, keep it real. He knew what time it was, didn't he? He knew what time it was. <laughs> he really did it. Yo, I knew she was bad. I knew she was bad. <laughs> yeah. I knew she was bad. So, you know, from that, from that moment on, it was like, you know, from that moment on, once I got to know her and heard a lot of stories about the music and behind the scenes and everything, you know, I really never thought I would do another documentary film. Um, but I just felt her, her story needed to be told. The story of the music, what happened to the music, and also the story of this woman who's above and beyond a, an, an amazing voice, but an, an amazingly talented comedic actor, dramatic actor, writer, and, and now filmmaker. So, you know, uh, it, it, you know, I'm shooting a documentary called Karina Beyond the Billboard uh, this year, coming up. And it's, it's going to look back into her work as a recording artist and even more so look into her work uh, today as what she's done since then and what she's currently doing. Uh, one of the things that uh, she's doing right now, we're both doing, is we shot a pilot called Latin America, which we're pitching to network as we speak. Mm. And there's a feature film coming up, which is an incredibly mm. powerful feature film, which she's directing, it'll be a directorial debut, which she's written. And uh, I'm going to get a chance to document the process of her producing that and directing that film coming up this year. So we're super excited about that. And uh, you don't want, want everybody to, to come be invited and, and take part in that in that movement. Oh, we be, so me and Kev Lawrence, we have a role. That's what you're saying? Is that yes. what you're saying? <laughs> Yes. See, she said it. Yeah. No, we don't, yeah. We're not talking yeah. to John Quinn no more. Anytime we want to deal with y'all, we go to her. She's the boss anyway. You know what I mean? That's well, how it goes. Gonna, I'm, Make I'm, sure. gonna, I'm gonna write a theme just for you. How about that? Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's gonna be a Sam Jackson theme though. Ah, uh, yes, it's a die. Hold it, burn hell. I'm, I'm cool with say. that. I'm good with that. As long as I get my IMDb credit, I'm good. And, okay. And my sad card. <laughs> Let's do this. Don't play. Hey, listen. I know a little something, something. Now, now, let me, let me ask you guys this. You know, you're doing the documentary Latin in America. Well, that's that's the show. Excuse me. That's the show. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's the show, Latin in America. What do you tell the people? If somebody was to ask you, what does it mean to be Latin in America? And does that even make sense? What would you say? Oh, my God. Marcel, you wanna you wanna take a, a stab at what does it mean to be Latin in America and does it make sense? Yes. Um yeah, absolutely. I mean to be Latin in America most and foremost, uh first and foremost is to be human in America. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. I mean that it's about being from Latino descent, you know, Hispanic heritage from Latin America, but our experience in the United States, our experience growing up uh being uh English first, really. This generation is uh, you know, we grew up in Spanish households, but it's about being English first. And we got some craziness and we got some wackiness that goes on in our families. And it's hilarious. And so we've gotten a chance to capture that in, in the sitcom. Well, I, I, I take it a little further. Like I think about, uh, honey, was it the American Music Awards? Okay. You have Pitbull hosting. You got Mark Anthony performing. You got J-Lo performing. Pitbull. And then you, then you got some ignorant asses on the Internet just blowing up, you know, the Internet. Talk about... It's American Music Awards. 
why are all these, you know, Hispanics on there? And I'm right. like, we were born here, you jackasses. And like every one of those cases, you know, and, and it happened again, uh, NFL halftime with Bruno, Mars. with Bruno Mars. It's like, we're American. And, it, and Latin in America, like the reason why I gave it that title is because I was born and raised here. You know, and I and I and there are people that'll say to me, "Oh, where are you from?" And I'm like, uh, "I'm from here." My parents are from Puerto Rico, and they'll say things like, "Oh, I, you know, do you know that? You know, like the stupid one. Do you know Maria? Do you know Jose? <laughs> do you know? You know, it's like, um, yeah, okay. It's like I don't wow. know people from there. I'm like, I'm from here, <laughs> right? And, and Maria. Do, wow. do they not understand that Maria is more popular amongst Italians and Irish yes. people than it is I Latin people? Not, you know, <laughs> like Latin in America, what does it mean to me? It means like I'm saying oh, I'm tired of explaining to you jackasses that this is as much my home as it is your home. And in fact, it might be more my home because, you know, I come back. From yes. The slaves and the Indians that you took everything from. Like, exactly. don't even make me go there. Zip, put that in the, in the in the film, in the movie. That it, that's another story that needs to be told. With you know C Truth and Kev Lawrence in that film yes. and movie. And With C Truth, Kev Lawrence will have a role in that too. Yes. Yes, that's right. I'm going to tell you what. We, we, we have no lack for material. Like, we're going to be good for several lifetimes. And we'll be serving, you know, Coquito Mang. Coquito Mang! Coquito Mang! Yeah, yeah, Bustelo with the yellow and red can. Yeah. Yes. That would. And put rollers in that. When you when we're done with the coffee, so you put rollers in it so you can put rollers in your hair. That's how you had to roll a whole story. Right <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. Bustello. It's W. in my hair. That's right. Hey, you know, I still make the coffee with the, uh, back in the day, my grandma had the little sock on the on the little wire hanger. <laughs> I still make my coffee like that, play around. Oh wow. oh, wow. It's WHCR 90.3 FM. We are talking to Joaquin, Rosa, and Corina here on the program. Email I'm us thermosoundwaves at gmail.com. Now, when you look at all the other shows, sitcoms, and things that mainstream TV and films have tried to do as far as depicting um, your people, what have they missed? What's missing? Oh, my goodness, man. Well, first of all, we have been, and when I say we, I'm, I'm including myself in this. You know, I was raised on pop culture, right? And so what did we watch on TV? Like, straight up, The Partridge Family, The Brady Bunch, and they were all, like, really great shows, but let's face it, where were we? It was as if we didn't even exist. You know, when we looked at TV, it's like, who were the famous singers on TV or artists or actors and who was on the radio? You know what I mean? I mean, we had Motown and all, but it was a completely separate situation from like the strife bands and, you know, pop radio, Elton John. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at a time where radio pretty much played a little bit of everything, but what was pop culture at that time? And so, you know, what's missing, what has happened is that we have been programmed from a very early age, um, what was appropriate entertainment, so to speak, or what to look at for inspiration. And for me as a little girl, you know, I had to find my inspiration uh, in people like Cher because as a child, all I knew was is that her hair was black. She was a little bit saucy. And, oh, finally someone that I could maybe grow up to be like at and, that time. And, and you of know course, what? you know, go I, on. I don't mean to cut you up on that, but 
Cher, a lot of people used to get mad at Lil' Kim and how she used to dress. Cher been doing that before Lil' Kim. She even oh, did it on oh. national television when, uh, I think she did for, if I turn back, was it? I forgot this one she did, but when she did it with the Sailors. And she oh came God. out, but and she was, in that, she wasn't wearing nothing. The, the Bob Mackie outfit she wore with the feathers in her hair, and it, I mean, it was a barely there outfit. That was national television. she was exotic, and because, you know, it was like she was Cherokee, and she was just like, no one seemed to mind. I mean, she was amazing, and yeah. she was bald to the wall. I, I love that one. She was you know, she's Latino. Her real name is Cassandra. Yeah, they, they took it. They took it in, in the race draft. They took it in the race draft. You know, <laughs> like with Elian Gonzalez, she came in the race draft, so she's Latino. She's Latino. Seriously, so so part of what you know when you ask what's missing, what's really missing is man, our people got to really show up and support. Like you know, you think of people like Tyler Perry. He's the man, and and you know what woman. I'm saying? Our people show up and support him. But the thing with Latinos, man, is that we'll go out and we'll see all those blockbuster movies and we'll watch all that, like, you know, all, all the, like, hit shows on TV. And stuff is changing a little bit, but to be quite honest, it's changing a little bit too slow. I mean, what if we have representing Latinos in Hollywood when you think about it? You know, you have Jennifer Lopez. Like, seriously? You know, she looks like any of the rest of them. You know, she, uh, uh, you, we have, uh, George Lopez. Penelope, you know, we have, uh, Salma Hayek, and, and they're Europeans, really. Like, I'm talking about, jo- we talk about oh, Latinos, you know, George Puerto Lopez. Ricans and Dominicans, it's like, <laughs> George, George Lopez. <laughs> George Lopez. So, yeah, I, right, I think, honestly, right, one of the things that's right, really, right. what's really missing is, is recognition, uh, recognition that, you know, people don't know what Latinos look like, and a lot of times Latinos don't know what we look, what we look like. Cool. You know, in a country where it's black and white, everybody's got to fall to one side or the other. So, yeah. you know, you have giants who are Latinos. You have Reggie Jackson. You have Prince. You have Bruno Mars. Everyone knows. Yeah. But you have, we have people out there that, you know, uh, that, that, you know, um, what is uh, Estevez, the Estevez brothers. Yes. You know, but these are Latinos that no one knows a Latino because... You know the choice that has to be made in this country. If you're going to get along, you got to be either black, black or white. So one of the things that Latin America is bringing to the table is that we, we're all shades and we're, we're all colors. And where you know being Latino doesn't exclude you from being black in this country. I mean, I'm black. I'm a brother. I'm glad but, you. you, know, you my father's from Puerto Rico. My mother's from Trinidad. But I was raised in this country wait, in, tr- in a white environment and a black tr- environment. So you're part Trinidad. Tr- you're not black, or you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But you know what? You're you're, tr- you're, tr- you're one of the few people who actually will that. come out and say that and admit that. Like a lot of a lot of Latinos will not admit. Oh, to, let's speak on that. Let's oh, speak on that. Yeah. Well, you know why? A, that, lo- that, a lot that, of them. This show is dressing square because one of the things that Latinos have. That you know, I'm Latino, but one of the problems that we have is we have a real issue, and not myself personally, because I was raised, you know, in the, my father was a part of the civil rights movement, and he was all Afrocentric, straight, right. straight up African Afrocentric. But our people have a real issue um, with dealing with the fact that we are very, very, very rooted in African culture, and yeah. so you know, Latinos in a sense have also alienated themselves. Exactly. from a lot of the movement. So, yes. you know, we address those things not head-on, not in terms of some political debate, but in, with, with comedy, with humor, with love within the family, and just by casting people within the show 
who are Latino, but who are of different shades. You got a blonde haired blue eyed person. You got a person who you know you would you would know them you know different from a Nigerian. So you have all shades and all colors in our culture, and it's about really having more representation, having a wider representation of who and what we are in the, in, in the mainstream media. Number one, number one, I would like to commend you for addressing that head on. Yes, because most people. Well, they will they, not admit it. They will act like they don't know what you mean, and they can be uh, uh, black as as oil, and they will not address that. And you know what we what I realized throughout the islands, Central America, South America, because remember most of the slaves in the trade were were in Central America, in Mexico, and, and South America, and, and Brazil. Yeah, you know that's where they most were, not America, but. I was told the reason why also is because just the name of the word black was right. like equal to the worst. Well, you know, you know even if you are from, that, right? it's just, yeah, yeah, but, uh, but just they said that just that name, it's like calling somebody a bad name. Right. We, I, like, I, I, yeah, I am this color, but don't call me that name. So it really right. wasn't what I was told. It really isn't the name. It really, isn't who they are is they feel like you call them the name the name made it feel like well, they was trained I should say programmed to think the name means bottom of the barrow uh, right they it's a class issue you're talking about yeah, yeah. The, the, the race is, is associated with, a, with, a, with an underclass cause I tell people I say uh, you know like back in the days when people have talks about you know hey I'm not this I'm not that and I tell people like you know where's Jamaica on the map and I said, what do you call them? Oh, they're all black. Yeah, they're black. I said, where's Puerto Rico? And then when they look for Puerto Rico, and they're like, Puerto Rico's over here. I said, all right, so which island is closest to Africa? Mm-hmm. And then they, then they kind of shut up for a little bit. They don't understand. I'm like, Puerto Rico's closer to Africa than Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So it, you got to be the same. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You have to be the same. You know, you're closer yeah, to well, Africa I mean, than we there, are. There, there's some differences and there's some similarities. The, the, the key difference is that Puerto Rico is a Spanish colony and Jamaica is a British colony. Spaniards came as men and they were having sex with everybody. So everyone became yeah, mixed. Yeah. In Jamaica, it's British. They came with their full families. They came with their wives and their children. So there wasn't as much interracial, you know, intermixing. Well, well it, it was, you know, Spanish, Spaniards came there first when it was Jamaica, then Zamaita. Because it was from yeah, the, uh, right. the excuse me, the Caribs and the Maroons. Right. And then they got, they gave it, well, they didn't give it. The British tried to take over. And they tried until Jamaica put up their fight. And that's why they always call them Maroons. You know, the wild people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Maroons, I know them. I've been, I've been with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's where, they get, yeah. that's where you get the term Yardy from also. Yeah. And, you get uh, deep with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can you can detailed. With Especially it. But, yeah, with I mean, there's some differences, um, but you know, the key here though is that there are more similarities uh, than there are differences. Exactly yes. across the board. And when we begin to acknowledge the full spectrum of who we are, um, for better or for worse, we start to see similarities. But you know, a lot of, a lot of the complications more relate to being in this country, in the United States. Yes. When you leave this country, um, it's it's a, it's, a diff- it's a different dynamic, I think. Uh, but there's also a different level of denial, is what you're talking about, that, that Latinos don't want to admit to African. There's a different level of denial. So once you come to this country, once you, it's a little more difficult to go back to the islands and act like, you know, you don't know who you are. Because, you know, being in this country, you're going to know who you are. 
And, you know, we're part of that. We're part of making that happen. And that's why it's so important that we tell our stories. That's why it's so important that we, we tell our stories, whether it be through music, whether it be through literature, uh, and, and, you know, claim our history. You know, I think freestyle is in a niche which has a rich history, has contributed incredibly to, to popular culture. You know, you listen to Gaga, you listen to all this hip-hop, modern hip-hop, which is heavily dance-based, um, which yeah. comes from freestyle. Yeah. And, it all, mm-hmm. and freestyle is actually really hip-hop. Yes. It, 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 was, it was hip-hop before it became uh, 1990-91, a black thing. You know what I mean? Right. It, was, it was inner city, urban. It was very Caribbean. It was very um, Latino. It was very Jamaican. It was, you know, you sprinkle some Irish people in there, you sprinkle some Koreans in there. It's very urban hip-hop. And at the root of it is, is the drum and it's the rhythm. Yes. And, you know, we, you know, the story is told, you know, in America, it's a black and white thing. So it's, it's very well documented what hip-hop is um, from an African-American perspective, which I love because that's who I am. However, there's also an, another story that hasn't been told. Um, and that's the story we intend to tell with Karina Beyond the Billboard. That, that broad story, as well as the story of an individual, which is a universal story, of an individual holding fast to her dreams and not compromising in, in that path, you know, overcoming hurdles and facing challenges, but ultimately being triumphant in her path. And that's what I'm so excited. That's the story I'm so excited to tell because it's something that relates to anyone regardless of what background you're from. You know, that, when you tell a universal story, then, then, you're, then you're, you're on the money. So that's what we're doing. Exactly. It's Thermal Soundwave. You're talking to Joaquin Rosa and Karina here live on the program. we got a call right now. Hello, you're on live. Hey, what's up? It's Frisco. I just wanted to say what's Frisco. What's going on, man? I just wanted to say what's up to everybody, fellas. What's up to you guys? Corey, uh, Joaquin, I just want to say I'm listening to your interview, and it's pretty powerful. And, um, you know, being Latino, I, I appreciate that a great deal that you're actually giving us knowledge on what it is to be Latin in America. And I also want to congratulate you on your new projects coming up um, to be part of that. I can't wait. Thank you, honey. Thank you so much. Let me tell you, this this brother right here, this is Frisco. I don't know. I'm sure he shared all his talents with you, but unbelievable choreographer, dancer, artist, singer. I mean, unbelievable. So thank you so much uh, for checking in and just for being all loved. Did, yeah, man. did he tell you? Did he tell you guys about when he got detained in Mexico for for wearing no shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did he tell you guys about no, that? I want to show my know. tattoos, bro. <laughs> my my Bronx tattoo. I want to show it. That's right. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> yeah. He didn't tell you guys that story, huh? It was, it, a, it was a pretty bad experience, but you know, nonetheless, this is. He's traumatized. I was traumatized for quite a while. I didn't. I, I didn't want to not wear a shirt because of that. You know? <laughs> but but don't but don't worry, Frisco, because uh, El Chapo's caught. You know he's with authority, so you're all right now. Chapo. All right, all right. All right. Well, I just want to send blessings to you guys and thank you for making me part of your family. Actually, you know, um, you oh, guys thank you, honey. Me, thank you. You guys have taught me and are teaching me to be the best that I can, and. You know, to be part of your life is something special that I would not give up for anything in the world. No. Oh, my God. Thank he, you, honey. He, Frisco deserves to be, you know, to be invited for Thanksgiving. Frisco has been invited for Thanksgiving. But has he been there? <laughs> I went, I, I've been to uh, Karina's house for Thanksgiving and some... <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
some holidays, and uh, let me tell you, she can throw down in that kitchen, bro. I mean, you guys have, have oh not taken anything yet. And, you know, she, you know, her 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 style of cooking is unbelievable. Her skills are... She cooked collard greens. <laughs> I don't, I don't eat collard greens. I just want to tease you. I want to try to be jealous a little bit, all right? Frisco gets the extra... <laughs> Frisco all gets right. the extra uh, mango. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use uh, extra mango. <laughs> I, I get an extra. Copy chew. <laughs> yeah. Copy <laughs> chew. Uh, all right, guys. Take it easy. And um, bless your hearts, all of you guys. All right. Take Thanks, care. Honey. Good right, night. Bye. Yes, indeed. We are here talking to Joaquin Rosa and Karina. Of course, they got two major projects that they're working on, yes. Latin in America. The big, big show that's going to change the way you look at Latinos. Very important. Very, very necessary. Very. So can't wait to see that one. And, of course, we will be in that in one of the episodes somewhere along I hope the line. so. Cause I, I, and also. <laughs> I live with you. I live with you for years. And I hope and, so. And also, Joe Keen is working on the story called. Uh, what's what's the name of it? Karina and Bill. Karina. Karina Beyond the Billboard. Karina Beyond the Billboard. There it is. Exactly. Giving you the whole story about Karina, not just the person, but why she's so important to uh, the movement in general. Oh, yeah, man. It's a, it's a great thing. I know it's going to be a lot of people that's going to be hype off this. Be like, hey, they're going to say, listen, I used to dance like this back in the days. They're going to teach their kids about it. Yes. Their grandparents are going to probably love it because they're going to hear a lot of, you know, some of the you know Hispanic roots in it, so it's right. something that the whole family could watch, generations right. could watch this. Thing. Yeah, and I, I mean, and and coming up, I know me personally, like we all we all was together, like there wasn't no separation, like oh well, you 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 over here, you black, you like no, nah, we was all together, like we was we was the, all together. The, period. The, the crack game trying to make it separate. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. The crack <laughs> game trying to separate it. Yeah, that's yeah. how it usually goes. The yeah. crack game trying to separate it, but you know. It went through a stint, then everybody came back with like, wait a minute, doesn't make sense. You y'all look now, it wasn't my cousin looks like you. City until I, somebody called me black and then somebody called me a stick. I was like, what? I didn't know. I was like, yo, you trying to divide me into like a pieces of a pie here? <laughs> yeah, you know, if you you know, it, it's it's crazy. It, it's, it was a crazy thing, and it, I, I actually I'm happy. I, I hope that the West Coast. Southern California could get better with stuff like that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they have their own situation going. Not like Northern Cal. Bay Area here is totally different. Yeah, yeah. It's Everybody different. keeps telling me totally different from the Southern Cal, but they have their own situation going now, too. Let me ask both of you this. What has been the biggest challenges you've had um, putting together both of these projects? What's begun? <laughs> what has been the most challenges? Wow. Well, Truthfully, it always comes down to uh, uh, building uh, the the money. I mean, it's 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 fundraising. It's it's finding the monies because you know, as a recording artist, I learned very quickly that when you go, you know, when you leave your neighborhood, so to speak, and you knock on somebody else's door on the other side and you ask them for money, that it generally means that. They give you some money, and you might get a little somewhere, but that also means they own everything you have. Like, creatively, you know, uh, you, you they take credit for, for what you've written. They take credit for what you've created. And then all of a sudden, they 
the reasons why they signed you to begin with, they start changing. Oh, you need to change the way you look, and you need to change the way you sound, and you need to change the story that you're telling, and you're no longer your own artist. And so, you know, uh, one of the, the the most challenging things is uh, building the funds ourselves so that we could tell the story we want to tell without, you know, having Hollywood or, or the entertainment industry uh uh, try to change our story to what their idea of who we are is, which happens a lot. I mean, I have friends in the industry who went on to make movies, and, and there's, you know, there's one movie in particular that I watched um, from, you know, the, 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 the type keys to the paper all the way to the film getting made, and I know what the original film was, and then what came out, I was just like, who are those people? I mean, it was a movie about the South Bronx. It was a movie about, you know, uh, some of our struggles. And when it came out, I was like, what happened? And the explanation was, well, you know, such and such gave me the millions to get the movie done. So they got some ideas about who we are, and they made a shot some extra scenes. And, and I'm just like, you know, we lose our creativity. We lose who we are. And, and we're trying to make stories where we're t- no one can stop us. What from movie saying, was that? What movie was that? <laughs> okay. Oh, damn. You're going to make me say it. You're going to make... No, I'm not going to say it. I'm You're not going to say Brooks. it. You know why? You're real. Because... Time. Actually, no. Because to say it would be giving this person some props, and we're not really talking right okay. now. So I'm not all trying right. to... I'm, I'm not trying to give him a shout-out at all. <laughs> okay. Okay. You say so. Now, what, what would you say to, you know, the little, little girls out there right now that's... um looking to, you know, get into the entertainment business, be singers, be dancers, actresses, and stuff like that, who don't have a lot of proper role models to look up to um, that's like them, that they see every day. Wow, man. You know, for me, I'm, I'm going to say to them what worked for me. I was a little girl that loved performing, period. And, you know... I just, it's when I was happiest, you know what I mean? I grew up in a household with a lot of problems, and my escape was the performance, you know? And so I'd lock myself in the room, you know? I was lucky enough to have a mom who was a frustrated artist, so she let me play uh, dress-up all the time with her makeup and her wigs and, and her little high heels. And so I was blessed with the ability to just perform, you know, for hours and hours and hours, and I knew that that was my escape. I knew that that's where my heart lived, and I just followed that passion. I mean, look, I grew up in a family uh, where people used to say, you know, it's it's nice that you want to do that, and then I, but you better think of something else that's going to be more real, you know, so you better go to school and, you know, try to become a lawyer or a doctor because, you know, we think you're good, but, I mean, when you look at TV, you don't see anybody that looks like you, and that's not that's not a thought they were able to... It's not a seed they were able to plant in me. I I had my own ideas, and I was like, okay, well, then I'll be the first if, if that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? And so I say to these little girls, you have a passion, and you don't see a role model, then then create the role model that you want to see and, and be someone that people can look to and be inspired by, you know? Uh, I got, I got this, this question that I think it's good to ask you this question. First of all, WHCR 90.3 FM, Thermal Soundways Radio, the voice of the home, the voice of the whole world. We're here with Miss uh, Karina and uh, Jacqueline Rosa. I'm noticing, or have you noticed, 
I'm pretty sure you have. Let's let's get to the point. Sorry. It seems <laughs> like there's an influx of when it comes to the uh, promiscuous women, girls getting down on the floor, all that type of stuff. Uh, uh, the the uh, the 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 booty models, all that. It seems like this. They're all look like they're becoming Latin. You know, you look at the uh, strip clubs. They're, they're pushing images of the Hispanic girls, Latin the girls with Hispanic last names. You know, it, it seems like that's what we're getting. You know, for for men to look at and right. only dig. Like, if you want the the girls that seriously doing it, you know, you can have some fun with. These are the girls, you know. It, it just seems like this is what these girls are only good for. I've been right. noticing that in magazines. I'm seeing it. I'm reading magazines. And it's like, you know, it'll show the name, you know, Maria Gonzalez, this and that, this and that. You know, and it's, it's always something like that. And you look at, the, like I said, the, uh, you know, the, the strip clubs. It's, it's like they're, yeah. they're really promoting that. Do, 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 right. you, have you, do you notice that? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, oh, my God, just today I was I was talking to Joaquin about, you know, Miley Cyrus, who, you know, I mean, so she's not Latina. Right. But the thing that's being promoted today and I got to say, look, I I think this other one is incredibly talented, Rihanna. But uh, but for real, like, I'm just it's a porn act. Like, as far as I'm concerned, you know, these women are talented and somewhere along the line. You know, young women today have been convinced that unless they are playing like the guys, like we got to go out there, we got to do it like the men do it, you know, whatever that means to them, and just launching it out. And you got all these little girls who are going, but what's wrong with that? I don't understand. I mean, that you know, that's cool. We're expressing our sexuality. And I'm like, yeah, well, there's a lot more sexuality than that. There's sensuality. And, and what about self-respect? Like, it's it's just gone a little too far. And as for the whole Latino thing, you know, I, there, I remember when I started to feel like a kind of fashion statement where it went from, you know, Karina, um, we can't, how I became Karina Cat is because my label at the time was like, you know, we can't really sell Karina Ayala. So um, how about we name you Karina Black? And I was like, no. And then it was like, how about Karina Carr? And they were doing everything to try to sell me as a mainstream act that people were like, ooh, where do you think she's from? She could be from here, she could be from there, anything, but let's not necessarily link you to the Latinos, right? And I'm like, the reason why I became Karina Cat was because I had a thing about cat suits at the time. And I was thinking Courageous Cat and Minute Mouse. For me, it was more of a, like, cartoon character thing. Okay, wow. And so then I finally then became Karina Cat Ayala. But all of a sudden, there were girls who were like, you know, the Melendez and the Perez and the Lopez. And and half the time, you know, I'd look at these women and I'd be like, are they even, are they even actually Hispanic? Like, I remember when Mariah Carey was like, well, you know, yeah, oh, I'm, you know, Latina too. My father's from Panama. And it was like, that never came up before that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We were like, we became like, a, we started to become a little bit of a flavor. And I think that, it's re- that's really it's, it's like we be- it's nice right to think oh you know the spicy Latinas but 
there are times where I'm like, it's kind of insulting. It's like all we have to offer, you know, is some booty and, and, and you know, the tropical heat and blah. It's like, come on, man. Like, unfortunately, when you got girls that are willing to, to just sort of use that and run with it, and, and, you know, play it stupid so they could get whatever it is they're trying to get out of the industry, be it however they got to get there. Those of us that actually have something to say, I mean, someone once said to me, you know what, Karina, it's nice that you got something to say, but how about you show more tits and smile? Wow. Yeah, and that's become standard today. So, yeah, so, absolutely. So, so let me ask you, Jacqueline, are you there, bro? I'm right here. As a man, you, you, you know there was like, you know, at one point there was like the the heavy promotion of like gotta get a white girl, and then at one point it was like, okay, the Asian invasion is here now. Mm. But it, it really seems like they took the Hispanic one to another level, another <laughs> level of like pushing it in your face. It's like of what they're only good for, you know. And, yeah, well, I think you know, I, I'm not sure. Like, I, I'm not really out there like that, so I don't really know what's going on on that level. I mean, I, I see it more so in terms of just uh, women and how you know how basically sexualizing women in general is a is, is pervasive. Um, as far as the Latina woman, I think that's a that's a historical stereotype. I think that's always been in the mix. You know, you had Carmen Miranda, and you, you know, you have. You know, you have, this is historical. Um, as far as what's going on now, I think it's just an extension of that. But, you know, there's, there's, there's some issues with that. I mean, I mean, the, the white men, they like something spicy, but their own racism will prevent them from going all the way too dark. You know what I'm saying? And then with us, with, oh, wow. with us brothers, I mean, we got some internalized racism ourselves. So a lot of us, you know, even if we're, we want to go a little to the lighter side, you know, the, the beauty standard. In, in the black community is, is a light-skinned black woman, you know, and uh, and a dark-skinned black man. So, you know, we have some, sometimes, you know, brothers just want to light it up, you know what I mean? It's just kind of what's accepted in our culture. Um, but as far as what's going on in the scene, the strip club and all that, I'm not really sure. Like, I, I, I kind of turned off, I kind of turned that off. Uh, <laughs> good, good, good answer, good answer, good answer. Yeah, it's just I was never really interested on that level anyway, but I, w I turned it off because I was too offended. And it wasn't just the strip club, it was just what was being said in the hip-hop music, which is my music, which is the music I was raised in. But it became offensive to me as as a, as a human being. It just did. So a lot of stuff, I, I, I turned it off, and I tend to focus more on what I see as a strength. There's a question that you asked earlier, which I think is uh, really important which is uh, what are some of the challenges and what would she say to young girls? With challenges come great opportunities. And I think that there are financial challenges, but at this time we also see great financial opportunities with social networking. You know, we have something called crowdfunding, uh, which is a completely different business model. Um, generally in the past you had to go to somebody with money to fund your project. Now we're funding our own projects. What's important about that is you're not giving away equity of your projects, which means that you don't have to compromise your creative voice in the making of those projects. So it's, you know, it's, it's a big difference. You know, we're going to do a Kickstarter campaign in May. And the important thing about that is that we could go to a couple of millionaire friends of ours and say, yo, check it out. This is what we want to do, and, and we would get the dough. But it would also, you know, they would also have creative license, and that's something that in this day and age, there's an opportunity now not to give up your creative license, to be more authentic. I mean, you see it with 
you, you see it with, in, like, Bernie Mac, for instance. You know, you see a show like Bernie Mac. You see a show like uh, George Lopez. You, you see people out there doing work that's being respected and that is retaining more of the authenticity of who we are culturally. So there's also, you know, not to get too bogged down in all the problems because there are problems. However, there are massive opportunities with the ability to kind of shape who we are creatively. With young girls today, you know, I would say, I would say it's to young girls, but I would say it's to anyone. It's on you to make you who you want to be. And there's no one out there who can take that from you. And Harriet Tubman is an example of that. You know, um, Frederick Douglass is an example of that. You know, times are different, yes, but we have to understand that we have more opportunity. If you have Google and you have YouTube, if you have Google and you have YouTube, you can learn anything that you used to spend on a Harvard education 30 years ago. I'm just saying. So, you know, we have more opportunities than ever. Now we have to take more self-responsibility than ever in order to shape our futures. And we have that opportunity, and that's what we're doing, and that's what we represent as artists and as entrepreneurs. You know, and, and that's why we're on this show, and that's why we appreciate the opportunity. Great, Slucky! You know, that, that right there, you definitely... <laughs> <laughs> Everything was great, but when you said, no, I don't like those clubs, you know, right then and there, you, you gained, like, a couple more points from Karina. Like, you know, honey, I'm cooking. Well, I know you were saving up the comment. Yeah, I yeah. I know you were saving up the comment when I said that. You're like, he's sitting with his wife. You know, we have to say, I know. A happy, a happy, a happy, a happy marriage, a happy wife. Is that what you like? You don't understand. I'll take them and I'll buy them some booty my damn self. <laughs> a happy wife is a happy life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and for and I am a, a brown skin man. I, well, I like, I'm trying to get dark skin, so I'm into all women. Yeah, yeah, every last yeah, one. Yeah, give me all of them. Yeah, but thermal sandwich <laughs> ready. <laughs> I'll be done. Hey, why not? Listen, all no, no, do not discriminate. Beauty, beauty, beauty is beauty, brother. Oh yeah, beauty is beauty. I like the art. Yeah, it's art. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> Don't laugh, Karina. Don't don't laugh, Car. Sorry, don't I'm don't sorry. laugh, Car. <laughs> Karina Car. Cat. <laughs> Karina Black. So we're gonna name you Karina Chief Keith. Okay. Let's <laughs> gonna name you. Okay. Yeah, in the big conference room. But listen, we want to thank you both for being on the program. We do appreciate it, and let people know how they can support Latin in America and Karina beyond the Billboard. Yeah, um, you know, go to Karina, Facebook Karina, Karina fan page. That's the, that's like the center of it all. That's, you can get everything there, Karina fan page. Um, we, you know, we have latinamerica.com website. Uh, we also have Twitter, uh, for the, specifically for Karina Beyond the Billboard. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Twitter slash, twitter.com slash Karina film, Karina film. Uh, very easy, but you know, Karina fan page is where you can get Everything. Everything's going to be there. That's, a, that's essential. That's the Home Depot right there. Oh, oh, real quick, before I forget, I wanted to, to say one last thing, because um, Bernie Mac's name came up. I mean, Bernie Mac, God bless him, the, the yes. man. Mm -hmm. He inspired me, by the way, uh, believe it or not. He inspired uh, my first monologue when I was uh, writing Latin in America, because I was watching a show and he was killing me, and I'm like, oh, my God. I could tell because he was so honest, and he said what he had to say, and he didn't care who was listening. Nope. And I sat down and I wrote the first monologue in the first scene after watching one of the episodes of the Bernie Mac show. Wow, yeah, big and, 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 and the crux of the monologue was, yo, you got to beat your kids. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the, on the low east side, you got to beat your kids, you got to beat your kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I say get in the sucker punch every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> yes. 
Most definitely, okay? Because all the gentrification, <laughs> yeah. our kids start getting some ideas, you got to slap them up a little bit. Yeah, you, just, well, you, out, you out of the blue. But see, you got to use the shoes. And what kind of shoes, see? The hard the bottom glass, shoes. Yellies. Yes. Yeah. Yellies. Exactly. Go get the yellies right now. Get the yellies right now. Oh, my yeah, God. Now, with my mom, she used an extension cord, too. My oh, mom was, like, a master craftsman when it came to beatdown. <laughs> Shout out to all the New York region. That's now. why you could dance so well. Yeah. Because you were ducking moms all those years. Aye. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why she was good at what she did. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to your mom. That's Freestyle. Right. Yeah. Freestyle. <laughs> Yeah, oh get in the groove. Get in the groove. quite young. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, anything you want to shout? Want to shout anybody before you guys get out of here? Yeah. Okay. Well, I got to shout out my girl uh, Michelle Ruiz and 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 Frisco and Angel Love and just oh and of course Gabby G Force in the house. Yes. Um, Sarah. His Sarah. Wife. I, I just, you know. All the people that tuned in, man, thank you. I love you. Shout and you guys, you, you guys. Yes. Let me say something. I, I'm, I'm not like a big fan of, of doing interviews because I never know what's going to come out of my mouth. But I got to tell you, I will be up in this house anytime you ask. This has been so wonderful, such a great experience. You coming to the studio next time. Oh, yeah. You got to. Yeah. yeah. No, and for sure. It's, 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 it's done. And if, you know, if we come by the house, do we have to take off our shoes, leave outside the door? <laughs> or, or can we walk in with our shoes on? Well, if you want some cafe con leche, yeah, you're going to have to do it like that. Okay, just, yeah, we'll, we'll come through. But shout out to you, you two, you know, and shout out to our, I, our guys, um, G-Force. Yes, and his wife, Sarah Moreno. And, you know, it's, it's a great thing. Yes, you know, you can see Frisco, two, Cosme. Yeah, you know, it's great to see two, you know, uh, uh, married couples doing anything. Yeah, like that's dope. relationships, it's good. It's a good thing. Oh yeah, gotta represent. Gotta represent. We're getting a bad rap relationships. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just saying that because you guys are on. But you know, and shout out to you for trying to buy. You know, your your husband dances, and he's fake. Like he's like, no, <laughs> Karina, I don't yeah, like that stuff, Karina. It's nasty. It's nasty, Karina. Better, you you would not imagine. It's you nasty, Karina. How dare you, Karina, give me dances from all these exotic women? How dare you? <laughs> Meanwhile, the dollars are falling out of the pocket. I know, right? <laughs> why you got? Why you got all your money in dollars? <laughs> anyway, man, we want to thank you guys for being on the program. We'll see you on the, on the set for the shoot. Absolutely, on the set. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yo, nah, nah. Stop, yo, Karina, stop laughing Karina, like that. Karina, hold up, hold up, hold Karina, up. we on that set, Karina. <laughs> Come on now, Karina. The, the, those other stones out there, Karina. We we got it. We got it to Sabi flow. Don't worry about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> John, you know, Jay, Jay, awesome stuff. He sound a little iffy, Jay. But we going to you, Karina. Karina, listen. You know you're yeah, always our yeah. favorite. You know you're our favorite. You know what I'm saying? That's how it starts. Oh, honey. Yeah, thank you yeah, so much. Thank you. This has been so great. I love you guys. Okay. Love us by putting us in your stuff. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right, now, but thank you guys for being on the program. Thermal sound wave, wave.